It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. Uh, and joining us now, by the way, is Roger Stone. And I'm sure he's going to give us the other side yeah, of the, the debate. Absolutely. Uh, Roger, you just heard Carl saying, oh, uh, DeSantis was going up. I'm looking at a lot of polls that show he is dropping. Uh, where do you see all this going, Roger Stone? Yeah, I couldn't uh, disagree with my contemporary Carl Rove anymore, although it's somewhat immaterial when somebody has a 40-point lead. Uh, I think Donald Trump actually aced the last debate simply by not being there. By the way, the Roger, time, I have to, I have to correct you. With, on the Wall Street Journal poll, it's even more than that. 59% is Trump. It just came out. And 13% DeSantis. I mean, that that is leaps and bounds. Yeah, it is. Uh, if you take a daily average of the polls whose methodology I respect, this lead could be anywhere between 50 and, and head-to-head 72 in the most uh, 72 to 13 in the most recent McLaughlin poll. And the McLaughlins have a very solid methodology. Uh, I really think Trump dominated the news cycle by not being there. It was really quite brilliant. Uh, I don't know why he would open himself up to not only a hostile format. I saw that Brett Baer interview weeks ago. Every single question would be hostile uh, and open to the pot shots of six would be rivals. Everybody, every one of whom is trying to break through. So I don't think the governor DeSantis achieved the breakthrough that he required. I candidly found his performance to be kind of canned and and very robotic. Uh, He just didn't he didn't achieve what he needed to achieve. What's interesting is that no one did. In other words, there were no one or two standouts who kind of move into the second position, if anything. Vivek Ramaswamy captured the night just by being an outsider, a non-politician, and essentially but he kept, supporting According Trump. to Paul Rove, he captured the night by going down because less people really believe in what he's saying. Uh, yeah, like I said, I, I'm not sure what polls uh, Carl's reading or what he's smoking, but I have a very different analysis of all the survey research I have looked at. Uh, I think he just he succeeds for two reasons. One, not being a politician, not being for sending more to Ukraine, a stark difference between his him and all the other candidates on the stage. And then lastly, he's very clever. He said Donald Trump was the greatest president of the 21st century. Well, that means he's compared only with Obama uh, and Bill Clinton. Pretty easy in a Republican crowd. And Cox, you've got a question for Roger Stone. Well, I've got it. Roger, you gave Donald Trump the best advice he ever gave when he was starting to run for the presidency. And that was you told him to run directly for the presidency. But he didn't believe you at the start. Tell us about that. Yeah, he. there was a brief time period in which some Republicans in western New York, I think, uh, temporarily persuaded him that he should make a bid for governor. Uh, frankly, I thought that that was beneath where he wanted to be. Uh, I also think that New York, up against a, 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 a competitor like Cuomo, who was very well funded in a state in which there is not a single conservative newspaper. I would call the New York Post a populist based newspaper more than a conservative newspaper and a uniformly hostile media would have been extremely uphill. Plus, the demographic shifts uh, in New York have really made it a blue state. Uh, as you know, uh, Donald Trump thought that 
that all the other candidates should step aside for him. It doesn't work that way. And in the end, not running for governor, running directly for the presidency, turned out to be the exact right thing to do. You know, it just came out a second ago, um, Raj, that uh, President Trump is saying the reason why uh, he entered that, you know, not guilty plea. This is in the Georgia case because the arraignment is this week. Everyone thought, uh, OK, it's going to be him and, and all these co-defendants. They have the Rico case. We know the Fulton County case. Um, he said, uh, why would I fly down to Atlanta just to hear over a dozen false charges on live TV? Um, you know, that that basically he feels this is so much of like show and tell. And they also just said recently that they're planning on live streaming the whole, everything. I mean, not just the arraignment, but the trial and everything. And she's pushing uh, the Fulton County D.A. in Georgia is pushing for the case to be in October. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's right around the corner. It's September now. Yeah, I don't think it's adequate time to prepare for the case. But frankly, the case should be moved to federal court anyway. There is a previous decision in Georgia that fits this situation like a T. Trump is clearly acting in his capacity as president of the United States. So I do expect ultimately the case to be removed to federal court where you get, I think, a better chance of finding an honest judge, a non-biased judge, and you'd have a better chance of getting a more suburban jury. But beyond that, there is now exculpatory evidence, clearly the minutes from the meeting of the electors, who clearly say we are taking this action to preserve the court's legal options. We're taking this that we're gathering here as alternative electors uh, because we have filed a lawsuit. We want to preserve our rights and the rights of the court to properly designate us based on election results. Well, it's, that is it's a major, it's, major. It's going to be an interesting We're case, Raj. Time. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll get to talk to you again real soon. And Thanks, Raj. God bless you.